0: This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Strawn and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show who can't wait to give us his best Taylor Swift uh, car singing concert, Ryan Nelson.
1: Speaking of Taylor Swift, I'm talking to you, Bear Riders. If you don't give us... Richie and his daughter at a Taylor Swift (laughs) concert in season three. What was this all for?
0: I've got to have
1: him and his daughter crying, singing love story. I We've got to have it.
0: <laughs> yes, we do. We definitely have to have that. So we are we got quite a bit to discuss here in these last five episodes of The Bears. Uh, but if you've been listening to the podcast since we started the podcast last year, thank you for continuing to listen and making a part of your day. If you are new to the show, we hope you enjoy it. As we talk about the last five episodes of the second season of The Bear on FX on Hulu, I always get confused about how that works with Hulu. Uh, but if you are new or a regular and would like more access to the show, Visit our Patreon page and become a patron of The Main Attraction Podcast. You can go to patreon.com slash The Main Attraction Podcast. You can get Patreon-only content. You can support us at a $3, $5, $10, or $20 level. When you join up, we'll shout you out here on the show. If you want ad-free access to the show, we would love for you to go over to uh, our Patreon and be a supporter there because you do get the show ad-free on the Patreon app. doesn't matter which level you support us at. All four levels of being a Patreon supporter will get you the show ad-free. There are other benefits on there as well, depending on what level you sign up for, Uh, Most of which are bonus episodes, but there's some other benefits as well. For example, there is a top 10, our listing of our top 10 Harrison Ford films of all time. So like I said, there's other things that you can listen to as well. Uh, but if you can't be a patron, you can help the show out by rating us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can leave us a five-star rating, and if you have time, you can write us a review while you're there on Apple Podcasts. Uh, if you, Like I said, if you can't uh, write us a review, we'd love for you to still leave us that five-star review because they all help, whether it's on Spotify, whether it's on Apple, or if it's on some other podcast platform that lets you rate. We would love for you to do so because it does help the show out tremendously. So if you haven't done so already, at the very least, if you could, uh, just scroll down on your podcast player and click on the little five-stars for us. It would help us out a whole lot. If you'd like to interact with the show, though, you could send us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com. Uh, we would love to hear any thoughts you have about the show, any any questions, any comments you might ha- like to have, or if you wanted us to read them, we would love to do that. On air, uh, all you have to do is email us at mainattractionpod at gmail.com.
1: This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups in breaking news.
0: All right. So this is the final five episodes. We obviously just previously gushed about the first about the first five. Yeah. And when I was watching the first five episodes, I was like, man, I don't know. This show was really good. I'm not sure how they can improve that much. And then basically the bear says, <laughs> hold my beer.
1: <laughs> right,
0: right. And we get the next five. Uh, what's your general thoughts on the, first, the last five episodes of the bear?
1: I'm with you. You're like could it get any better? Oh, it can. (laughs) Yes, it can. It could get a lot better. I think six and seven will be episodes of TV. We talk about for a long time. And let's, let's give FX on Hulu, which I think the bear and reservation, reservation dogs are shows. All the FX show FX shows are on Hulu, but they make some shows specifically for Hulu. Right. And, The bear and the reservation dogs, but guess what is about to be showing up on FX, the channel. Now that stuff is about to stop being made. They've already said the bear and the reservation dogs are going to be all over the screen in the fall. Okay. So uh, you know, but anyway, uh, I don't even know what I was getting at with that. (laughs) But uh, these are two TV episodes. Let's just talk about six and seven, and I would say ten as as well. They were so smart to release this when it, when it was. They, You know how we always talked about, like, especially me, how Succession had sucked up all the oxygen. Mm. All these shows came right. out and just, like, the fantastic shows that didn't make the mark that they had previously. Yellow Jackets, Ted Lasso, yeah. Mandalorian. Had they come out now when there's really nothing? Mm-hmm. Look at the bear, man i go on social media that's all people are talking about well before we get into that let's come out at the best time
0: well let's go ahead and get into something real quick we didn't talk about this with the first five episodes so let's talk about it with the second five episodes because you mentioned this this is a show that just about everybody was talking about and like it was dominating the conversation and we're probably getting towards the end of that that domination are you surprised that they didn't do weekly with this
1: i'm i'm surprised they didn't release two at a time right Yeah, because they're thirty-minute episodes. Could you imagine what it would be like if you saw six and seven? You could you could have done weekly on six. Right? Could you imagine if you had a week to talk about episode six? I know. Yeah. Like I said, I'm a little. The only thing I can think of is
0: this show, for the most part, is pretty. I mean, they take a lot of risks. They do a lot of things that are that. You probably wouldn't do. it. I mean, just making a show about a restaurant is is, is a risk yeah. in all of itself, and so they take a lot of risk. But I feel like this is where the studio executives stepped in and probably played. it Said we're going to play it a little safer. Last year we released it all at once. It was a hit. So let's yeah. just let's just stick with that. Mo- let's stick with that model. Let's stick with that method. And let's just go ahead and release this season all as, once again. Uh, but I, look, when they do season three, I can't. If they uh, don't no do one. it as a, as at least two at a time, like you said, uh, even but I wouldn't even be surprised they end up doing it one at a time. I would, right. I would be shocked.
1: Yeah, I think if they'd have released the first three, yeah, then done four and five on yeah together, I would six and I seven at the same time. Could, oh my! <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah, it would it would have been I huge. Mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I can't imagine, like, you, since 6 was an hour, you could have released it by itself. Yeah,
0: you could have, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: But like like I said, had it been there, out in, the like, a week of talking about 6, people would have been going insane. Yes, man. it like, like they did when uh, there was a big shocking death on Succession. It would have been similar <laughs> to that, like the, the surrounding... You know, and I'm mad at FX because man, and we would have got some good podcast numbers that week of episode six. Yes, we Dang we you, FX! Yes, we would.
0: have gotten some incredible uh, podcast numbers on that one. So, all right, let's get into specific. Let's get into just our general overall thoughts on these uh, next five episodes. Your general thoughts on what we got out of those last five episodes?
1: Some of the best TV
0: we've seen of all time. Yeah, I would. One of the things I I told somebody is, I would put, if honestly, I mean, you'd almost put episode four in here, but you got to kind of a little bit. Of a, yeah, a, a, five kind of messes up the, the the yeah, one. Yeah, it does. Uh, but if you take episode six through episode ten of this show. It's a five-episode run that I would put up with any show that Absolutely. I have ever watched. I mean, it Absolutely. is so incredible from Episode 6 all the way to Episode 10. Episode 10 is one of the best season finales I have ever seen. Absolutely. I mean, and Episode 6 and is— And I
1: love Season 1's uh, Yeah, it's really good. Because remember their finale, when you figure out one, it's John Berthold's, the— you know, the brother and then you realize he's left the money and they're going to be okay. And you're like, yes. And they just, they ramp it up even more. And I'll be honest, man. I think episode seven is my favorite. Yeah. uh, Here's the thing. Episode six is probably, it's probably
0: the one that's going to go down as like, when you talk about legendary TV shows right. or episodes of television, yeah. it's probably episode six. Fishes will probably go down as like that. It's because it yeah. is so. Well, we'll talk about it a little bit, but episode seven. I tweeted this out when after I got done watching it. I was like, it is one of the most emotionally resonant episodes i I have ever seen i mean it was just absolutely incredible and we'll get more into specifics but i i think you're right i think episode six may be like the uh, better like in terms of like writing and and performances and that type of stuff. episode six is probably one of the best episodes they will ever create but in terms of just what you enjoy seven i think takes the cake
1: yeah and ten has maybe the best scene
0: of the show Oh, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, we'll talk. Yeah, yeah. We'll get into all yeah. that. So, and hey, let
1: me tell you, Evan Moss Backrat takes over. Yes, he does. This <laughs> second half. Yeah. Once episode hey, seven let me hits. Tell you, well, I guess it really comes in episode six, yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. Six as well. Cause he has a really good episode. When you watch it again, there's a lot. When we start getting six, I want to point out some stuff. There's a lot of stuff he does that I was like, I didn't fully see the first time I watched it mm-hmm. because watch with him and Mikey together. Like anytime they're together, we'll, we'll talk about that. But I thought him in the second half, he's the MVP of the second half because he is incredible. This is one of those guys, man. He's 45 years old. He has been scraping. Right. He's been doing Broadway. He's been doing everything. If this if it takes this guy this long to be the star that he is, why would anyone get into acting? Because that guy's like De Niro. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he keeps his up with anybody else, man, but he is so good. Uh, I, I'm just in awe of him, man. Like uh, My wife and I, we, we we have gone on and on about Cousin Richie. Yeah,
0: and and with good reason. So let's go ahead and get into yeah. uh, some little bit more specifics about each of these episodes. So, before we get into specifics about this one, I want uh, episode six when it came on. Uh, we had just gotten back from we had just gotten back from Chattanooga. I watched episode three, four, and five and was really enjoying it. Uh, I was like, uh, I was like, it starts. It goes ahead and starts, and I was. I'll be real honest with you. I was like, I'm not so sure about this because like it opens up and like it says. Because every every episode it opened up with how many weeks they were till opening. Right, right, right. And this one says like two hundred and fifty six weeks. Like, oh, we're getting a flashback episode. I was like, are, are yeah. really we're getting a flashback episode for this thing? And like I like, I see John Bernthal, but I wasn't terribly shocked to see him because it opens up with John Bernthal.
1: You, you knew he was going to make a return. Yeah, at some Yeah,
0: you feel like that that that's going to be the case. So you got you got him sitting there talking to Sugar, uh, and you've got uh, Carmy there, and they're all this. It's a Christmas episode. I was like. And then I hit pause on it because I want to see what how long the episode was, and it's like fifty three minutes. Like, man, I was like, do I really want to stay up? Because it was like eleven o'clock at night when I was watching this particular episode. Like, do I really want to stay up and and watch this one? So I will let it go for a little bit longer. And then the murders. Road. Then all of a sudden we've got. I know. We got. I see Bob Odenkirk, and then I which see, we
1: knew he was in this. I didn't know that they had mentioned. I no, did. I talked about it. Oh, did you? Okay. I talked about yeah. Oh, they, that's right. I forgot. Early about it, on, they mentioned Bob Odenkirk was going to have a part. I'd forgotten he'd mentioned that. And then like, the week before it came out, Jamie Lee Curtis was in this. Okay, I'd missed that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. So uh, I knew those two were in it. I I was absolutely shocked when when Sarah Paulson shows Sarah up. I was Paulson like, holy cow! Up.
0: And then John Mulaney, Steve Mulaney, and no, like, John Mulaney shows up. I'm like,
1: what is that? John Mulaney? <laughs> Uh, then was we get really Jillian Jacobs lives? who plays the, the yeah. wife she of Richie season one. Wasn't she briefly in season one? I don't remember.
0: Oh, uh, if she was she, was, she was, it was very, she was very, brief. Very
1: yeah. But so I was like, okay,
0: no, I, I'm staying here for this entire, I'm going to watch know. this one tonight. Uh, and yeah, all, like, how do how were you able to sleep after that? It episode? was tough. I'm not going to lie to you. It was, it was tough because yeah. it was, it was an, um, it was a very, Okay, so I mentioned this at the in our discussion of the first five. episodes. I want to bring it back up. So I told you like when I was watching those first five episodes, I was really questioning whether or not if my if my previous school year, which was the 2021-2022 school year was one of the most difficult school years I had and it really I think it really truly affected how I viewed and how I enjoyed season 1 because yeah. season 1 had so much anxiety and it was so chaotic and all this type of stuff. And I was con- like, when I was watching episode six, like, Oh, I know that's the reason why. In fact, cause I loved episode six and it was back into the pure chaos. There was oh, tons yeah. of anxiety. It was m- it right back into all of that. And watching episode six, like, yep, yeah, that, that's exactly what it was. I said, if I had watched yeah. season one this year instead, I probably would have enjoyed it quite a bit more because this, right. re- this confirmed it for me. I was like, I'm loving this and I, I wouldn't have loved it last year. I mean, it, I, yeah. it would have been tough.
1: Well, let's also mention uh, Uncle Jimmy Oliver Platt has a huge role in yes, episode six. Like so, like another uh, addition to the Murderers Row. You're just like, how did we get this lucky? Yeah, I know. And here's the thing: some people have kind of people have there have been a few
0: people. I haven't seen a lot, but I've seen a few people who criticize it saying they're just all they're doing here is flexing their muscle because they're saying, look at who we can get, look at the people that we can get to come onto our TV show. And here's the one thing I will say. I think you can make that argument. I think that's. I think it's valid because there's a lot of. <laughs> uh,
1: hold on, that's hold on. my response there.
0: <laughs> like I said, I think you could make that. I think if you want to take that stance, I understand it because there's there's a lot of folks in this episode. But here's the thing: what they, I think, what they did is they, I think they, there's a little bit of truth to it. They knew they could get some star power, but what I also think they knew is they said we can get these star powers, the star power for this particular episode. But if we're going to do it let's write an episode and let's make an episode where we have to have that star power. Right. Right. And you have to, like every single person yep. on this episode is throwing heat. I mean,
1: absolutely.
0: they are just putting on like when next year, because this, this show will not be eligible for the uh, 2023 Emmys. It's going to be eligible next year for the 2024 Emmys. But when they do like best performance in a guest starring role or whatever that Emmy actually is. Yeah.
1: It's going to be everybody for this episode. (laughs) It really is. Yeah. Yeah. And let me tell you, Jamie Lee Curtis, just go ahead and stand up there. You're getting the award. Yeah. There's no way you're not. I think Bob Odenkirk probably is too. Yeah, true. I don't know if do they do separate yeah. for, for actor and actress. Do they do separate? I think so. Okay. I think they do a separate one. But uh, I really like it because every one of these heavy hitters, a part of what their storyline ends up coming into the, the, the rest of the episodes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like what happens in this episode affects Carmi, Sugar, and Richie moving forward yeah, mm-hmm. and we see it come up uh, as the as the episode you know as the other episodes come through and you can see how much it affects all three of them what happened on that day right
0: yeah because this is such a pivotal moment because Karma even mentions it as they go into, excuse me, as in either episode nine or episode 10. I can't remember where he specifically mentioned I think it was episode nine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But he specifically mentions the the Christmas where his mom drew, drove the car through the, the, the wall. Uh, but this episode, like I said, it is, you're right. It is basically showing where a lot of these characters, why they are the way that they are and why they are, what, what has made them into who they are. Like, for example, for, for Carmi, he doesn't understand uh, he-, he hates being at home and we don't under we yeah. don't really understand you know why he has such a hard time you know just having a regular relationship with anybody because he does no one he doesn't know what it's like to have a regular relationship because right. all of his relationships are are filled with yelling and and drama yeah. and intensity and so when you try to understand why he struggles to un- to have this relationship with Claire. And one of the reasons why he str- why he gave her the wrong number to begin with, you understand because he doesn't... It, it, he keeps saying, the thing he keeps saying is, I'm always waiting for the other shoe. And that's the way it is in, in his family. It's right. the way he's always been. Yeah. So you, you really get an... Un- you understand just what has made Carmi who he is by watching this episode.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. Because like you see just how horrible his mother is yes, and how horrible the environment i mean you you gotta think man carmy is a good bit younger than mikey yes and like so he had to grow up with mikey and richie and the feck brothers messing with him yeah, constantly exactly. can you imagine that chaos <laughs> yeah you know yeah, I mean, like, and then not to mention the trouble they were getting into. Not to mention your uncles are just nightmarish. Right. They're they're absolutely horrible. I mean, especially uh, Leo. with
0: uh, Lee. B- Uncle Lee played by Bob Odenkirk. I mean, he's just an absolute piece of trash. Monster.
1: Throughout, yes. throughout the course of this. And what? obviously he had had some kind of issue. Him and Donna had had something because Mikey's like, oh God, let's not go down this road again. Yeah, and look,
0: he's not. My understanding of, is he's not an actual uncle. He's just that's just a, a, a term that uh, they yeah. use for him. It's just they call him Uncle Lee because they don't really they don't get into what actually brought him into this family or, or why he's still there. Well, I guess he was probably the father's friend. Yeah, something or, or like that. And
1: uncle, well, Uncle Jimmy is actually an uncle.
0: Yeah, he's actually. Right? An, I think he's an actual uncle too. To Carmi, obviously Don, not to Richie, because Richie is, yeah, 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 is, yeah. isn't is technically part yeah. of their family. So, but,
1: but it appears Lee and Donna had a thing at some point.
0: Yeah, it, it appears that way. But uh, but one of the things that we start to get is we just see – we basically see that – and we got, start to fear for Carmi because we see that – we see what caused Mikey to basically – start his road down to where he ends up committing suicide. He is obviously has addiction problems. His, his mother yeah. has addiction problems. And that's the reason why Carmi is in AA basically is because right. he's trying not to go down the same road that his family went through. But it's John Bernthal. If, if you haven't been convinced that John Bernthal is, you know, one of the better actors of our time, you need to go watch this episode because he oh, is that. absolutely bringing it. And he is just absolutely fantastic as Mikey showing just how difficult it has been being is as a, as a son of Donna uh, and just the toll that it takes and just the toll yeah. that, and just Donna, just the toll that she has had throughout the course of her life that, you know, she has these problems and, you know, And she doesn't want to deal with it. She's absolutely in denial about because that's kind of what the that's what the whole scene that's what the whole episode starts with is. You got John Bernthal and and uh, who plays Mikey and Carmi telling Sugar saying, "Don't ask her if she's okay. Don't ask her if she's okay." And because at the end, that ended up setting her off because she's just she refuses to acknowledge that she has problems. She absolutely refuses to acknowledge it, and that's just kind of a, a, a normal thing with addiction. So, but. Uh, just yeah. absolutely fantastic performance by Jane Lee Curtis. It's like you said, she is. G- just go ahead and take your bow, take your uh, write your speech because yeah.
1: you're getting the award. <laughs> right, like you could just sense her. Just about to explode. Yes. You could just feel it. You could see it in her face. Right. Like just absolutely incredible. Also, John Berthall was similar. Mm-hmm. Like when when Carmi tries to have that serious conversation with him about like you know, hey man, we can do this. We can make our own restaurant. He's got the th- the bear. Right. That, you know what's at the actual restaurant that we see at the end of that on episode ten. Like he has it all driven out, drawn out. He's like talking about it and Carmen and Mike, Mikey's like I yeah man we could do it he's like I don't you can tell he's he doesn't want to bring Carmen to this chaos Right. you see him slap himself yeah. see him like he turns after that right he does he absolutely turns and this is what I want to mention Richie notices it mhm he does because like early before that remember Richie and uh and mikey were messing with carmy because they ran into claire bear right. how funny that she's brought up and then like they're telling the stories richie and him are laughing you could tell that you know anytime there's a get-together it's mikey and richie top. right mm-hmm. but when mikey turns especially at the dinner you don't see richie act up at all no like don't. he's watching him he's like wait. richie's like gets quiet because you richie knows at some point, I've got to try to stop this. Right. Because he's like, he is used to this, Mikey. And, like, it was so different to see Richie all of a sudden turn where, like, this is the guy that was joking with him. And, like, he was like, no, nah, i got to, I got to take care of him. Also, this is a heartbreaking re- episode for Richie because Richie and his wife are so good together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Richie wanted to leave the bear, mm-hmm. the beef. You know, he wanted to find a better life, and he just couldn't do it. The one thing I will say, I'm sort of surprised Uncle Jimmy, the mobster. Richie seems like a perfect guy for the mob. (laughs) He's loyal. He would do anything for you. He's kind of crazy. So I guess that he's around addicts maybe. But, like, I don't know, man. He seems like the kind of guy you could find a job for. Well, here's the thing. I think this is what I think they are starting to
0: establish is you start to really see it in this episode. Richie doesn't have any skills he has no talent he has nothing yeah, he has yeah. he or at least he has this he's he a does, talker yeah he's a talker but we don't uh, he doesn't really seem to have anything to offer much of anybody to anything he just yeah. he just needs to have he can do a job and he might do it for you pretty decently but Richie as we know him now and we start to see this he desperately wants to impress his cousin his uh, his uh well not his uncle but Uncle Jimmy he, he's desperate to yeah. to get his attention he's desperate to get his approval And this is going to pay off later on because Jimmy's given this... Because when Richie's wife is is pregnant, played by Jillian Jacobs, he's actually giving Fantastic. Fantastic. she's, She's talking to him. I don't remember what the context of the conversation was, but it brings up where... Uncle Jimmy was basically talking about this chocolate covered banana that his dad would get for him, and how much yes. he loved it, and he can't find him anymore. But Richie is so so desperate to want to try to impress him, he's he's always registering things, he's always clocking things that his that Uncle Jimmy says. And he, they pay that off brilliantly at the end of the episode, at the end that of the season.
1: Was so awesome! And then we'll I'm talk, so
0: glad they paid that off. Yeah, so we'll talk about that when we get to episode ten. But, uh, but. Jimmy is like Richie. We learned so much about Richie, is you know, he he doesn't understand, you know, that. He doesn't understand that it takes more than just wanting to have a job to be good at something. Right. And because right. that, that's all it is to like, he, he goes to Jimmy's like, I just need a job. He doesn't tell him what I can do. He, he goes into a couple yeah. of things. He says, You know, I, I like, I can talk, I can do, I can do whatever. Yeah. But he doesn't have any real specific marketable skills that he can like convince Jimmy, I can do this. Right. And Jimmy's not, he's not convinced. I me. Mean, he's very much not convinced no. by the time that they have this this conversation is over. But when they get to the dinner table and Tiffany, uh, who is his wife, starts saying, thank you for the job. And like, Richie's like, oh, crud. But yeah. Jimmy seems like, all right, I'll at least take a chance. I don't know what
1: happened after that because he says he's going to give him a job. And he, it yeah, looks I'll, like he's going to be actually, real. I actually thought episode seven was that. When oh, he you? wakes up going to a job, I thought it was with Jimmy. Okay, I want to talk about what I thought that was in a second. But, uh, but yeah, like I said, we learned so much
0: about all these characters. And Sugar, you know, she is trying oh, her best. Poor Sugar. Yeah, she's trying her best to keep every everybody together. But it's obvious that her mother doesn't trust her. And because she continues to do – because she thinks Sugar is only looking out for herself. Like, she, doesn't, she right. doesn't truly genuinely believe that Sugar, when she asks her if she's okay – it's not because she thinks Sugar is worried about it; because she's just worried about. She th- Donna, who's played by Jamie Lee Curtis, thinks that Sugar's only asking that because she's, you know, she's worried for her own well-being. That's kind of what yeah. I think. That's a big part of this. So, Sugar is just kind of stuck trying to figure out how to best keep this family together. Uh, and you know, we also finally get a little bit of. A understanding of why Pete his her husband why he gets crapped uh, on so much uh, uh, because he brings poor the Pete. yeah he brings the tuna casserole to the dinner the and, eighth fish <laughs> the eighth fish as, as you mentioned so like said, a lot of really good stuff uh, but John Mulaney has this interesting moment yes. where he's like given this speech about you know why they're there and like you feel like things are going to be okay and then they just all bur-
1: <laughs> they all fall right. apart. John Mulaney has a fantastic scene, which I hope, if we're going to do another flashback in season three, please have us, the fact brothers, yeah. calling John Mulaney with an update on the baseball cards. Yeah. Because that scene was hilarious. It was. He was like, he was like do, do I have $500? Yes, I'm a 43-year-old man. I have access to $500. <laughs> yeah, what's great about that, though, is like, yeah, you know, people have access to
0: money. There's no question about that. But if I... I mean, he pretty much knows he's just wasting $500 at this point. I don't have, I don't have $500. I can know. I can just waste. I can't. Like, yeah. uh, Yeah. I like said, So like, I was kind of impressed by that. Like he's at a place where he just knows he's just throwing $500 down the drain. Uh, And and
1: let's shout out Sarah Paulson. I thought she was in, she's always good. She's one of our best, especially in TV. And, she took a part that wasn't as big but it was such needed because you could tell that she's a release for Carmi, that's who Carmi wants to be. He wants to be because of Michelle, who's gotten the hell away from all this craziness, has a nice life in New York, has money, you know, is going to restaurants, you know, and he can escape to her. So that was nice to see that, that, you know, and they even get Stevie and Michelle get mentioned in the last episode that Mm. they couldn't make it that, but they're going to try to come later on. I I was glad that they mentioned them again in the finale. But uh, that was, you know, it was good to see her, to see someone. There is a normal person in this family who's like, Carmen you got to get the hell away from here. And she's the and only she one that,
0: right. she's the only one that seems to have his best interest at heart. And yes, throughout the course yes. of this episode, because she understands the, the, the trauma and the t- turmoil that, she, that is, that this family has. And she also knows, and she understands that Carmi has a real talent and that he, yeah. if, she doesn't want that to be wasted, and she wants him to live up to that talent. So she really, she also takes
1: him. up for sugar. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. when Donna's being so mean to her, it's like, no, you are horrible.
0: Right. Yeah. So like I said, Sarah Paulson is great in, in, in this episode. They're all really great in this one. Like yeah, I said, they
1: are. Like I said, I give credit to the the creators
0: of the show and the people who wrote this episode because, yeah, I do. I do think they reflect a little muscle because they the bear took such took over everything in the summer of last year because it was such a surprise hit. They did flex their muscles a little bit and said, "Hey, look, we can get some. We can get some pretty powerful guest yeah. stars." But they wrote an episode, and they wrote a, and they made an episode that required such powerful yeah. uh, performances. So, right.
1: And let's mention the cannolis. Oh yeah, the uh, cannolis. Uh, Carmi sees the cannolis. So every time he sees cannoli, he has PTSD of this. Mom driving the yes. uncle Lee and Mikey fight.
0: Yes, so like I said, and the, he basically at the end of the season, he decides he wants to do something to try to to confront that that PTSD and yeah. kind of and change his feelings on it. So and
1: uh, what, one last thing, shout out to Steve Mongo McMichael. He was mentioned in this episode. He's fighting ALS, so yes. he's actually really sick. So I'm, I was glad to see he was mentioned. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah, that was a really good moment as well. So all right, so that takes us into episode seven. Uh, we just had like a thirty minute conversation about one episode. So. All right, all right. Uh, episode seven, you know, when we first get episode seven, it, it's obvious it's going to be a Richie episode because Richie wakes yes. up, his alarm clock's going off. One of the things I thought that was because you said you thought this was him getting that job that Jimmy had for him. I thought because the way if you if you listen to the music, it's kind of creepy, and he's he's kind of walking through. Yeah. I thought he was basically having like a nightmare. Because I thought this was like the finished restaurant that he was
1: in. And he's like having this this night. Yeah, I kind of thought that. So at first I thought it was going to be, I thought it was going to be the Flashback, mm-hmm. but then I thought the same thing as you. I thought he was having a nightmare as well. Yeah, because that's—I mean—that's how they're
0: because the way that they have the music going, the way that he's kind of just walking through and looking at everything. Yes. it's like oh, he's he's having he's having a nightmare because he's he's having this nightmare about the finished restaurant. He doesn't understand his place in this, and he gets stuck with forks. <laughs> and he and forks. And this is the name of the episode: is forks and forks. <laughs> forks have a they play a large part throughout the course of this entire yes, season. There's a really lot do. of forks in this one, but, uh, but when he's sitting there walking through it, and it's like, he's like, he's like, uh, F you cousin. Cause he's like, so yeah. just mad about being there. Uh, and then all of a sudden, like, to break all this, Andrew Lopez, who plays Garrett, comes in and says... Fantastic. Yes. Man, I loved him. He's fantastic. He was absolutely great. He comes in and says, you're on Forks. And that's when you're like, oh, this is actually real. We're at, we're in a real restaurant. Yeah. Um, and the restaurant that he is at, I think it's called Ever. Uh, yeah, I think it's Ever. Yeah, Ever. So this is a real restaurant in Chicago. It is... Okay. It's a three-star Michelin restaurant. It is one of the... Most, uh, it's considered one of the best restaurants in the entire world. Uh, it's, it's always in that conversation. So this is a real restaurant that they are pulling this inspiration from. So what's so great about this episode is they take a character, Richie, who has just been a burr under everyone's skin throughout yeah. the entire first season, all the way up into, through this episode. They just completely change the story around him.
1: Yeah. They give him purpose yeah. what he was looking for, and he gets to see he learns like he has respect he he understands respect right He also loves Chicago right he loves old Chicago he loves his neighborhood and he saw a way to have all that. With a fancy restaurant. He finally understood it. He finally understood what, what giving good service was about. Right. How much it meant to people. And man, that was such a great thing to see. And let's shout out Andre Lopez. When Garrett gives him that ass chew and I'm just going to call it, about right. like, hey, you got to, th- this matters. You need to buy in. And he tells him his story. It totally turns him. He gets it. He mentions like, Yeah, I I can give you respect. I understand respect. You know, and uh, you start seeing Richie getting up early. Yeah. You know, you start seeing him buying into cleaning the forks. And, dude, that day when he comes in, when he puts on the suit, he is a different person. It's like John Wick, man. He looked good. (laughs) He was like walking confidently, you know. He was picking up how to do things. He's like, "Oh, I see the order. Oh, I see this," you know. And it, meant I was like fist pumping multiple times in this episode because right. I was so excited, like just seeing Richie bond and finally, and him getting to be his the hero, you know, the start of him being right. a hero. This is where it really felt like the sports aspect of yeah. it, where this guy is balled in and like all of a sudden it clicked for him because right. you always see these sports players that it all of a sudden clicks and then they go to a next level and that was richie in this episode <laughs> yeah
0: one of the things i liked about this episode was because like i said and when we were talking about the previous episode on episode six to him he's always everything's just a job everything is just mm-hmm. a job i need a job i need uh and that's what the beef was to him it was a job and like he's when they're getting ready to change the restaurant over to the bear he just feels like I'm still I just still need to I'm in a job. Why are you making me come to this? Like I can anybody can put plate of put a plate of food on a table. I mean, yeah. It's it's just a job. So when he gets as you said, like you said, it's the and outside so when he when he pulls when Garrett pulls him outside the restaurant and just rips into him and Richie asks him he tells him he said, Man, you really drank the Kool-Aid And he's like, Yes, I a hundred percent drank the Kool-Aid uh, and he goes into all that detail. But what also what they do next is and this is this was so key because they had that they have that scene where they're talking at the, in the I guess the pre server the pre service uh, get together meeting or whatever it is you call yeah, it. Yeah, uh, They're going through some things. Th- there there's some really interesting things that I think they do there. It is the uh, the P O the the person of notes that they talk about? Yeah. Uh, because they mentioned a comedian. I don't remember which comedian that they mentioned. Uh, Bo Burnham. Okay, thank you. Bo Burnham is you know they they mentioned him, which makes. You know, everybody makes make yeah, sense. Absolutely, well-known well comedian. Uh, but then the next person, a note that they mention, is a teacher, and yeah. this they go into this detail about like, and you, all, all of a sudden you start to see that just the things that this this restaurant does is they have somebody researching this person, so they've gone on their Instagram. They understand that this is like a dream come true to be able to eat at a right. at a three star Michelin three star restaurant, and they want. They want to obviously, you know, obviously you want to make money. If you're starting a restaurant, you want to make money. But what they really want to do is, and this is what the I think the crux of what this whole episode is about, and just about really any job in general, you can't. Your goal can't be to be the best because that's all about you. What your goal has to be is what you can do to make the people around you and the people that you're focusing on. To make them the best that they can possibly, to give them whatever it is right. that would make their lives wonderful. So, like, if they, if the chef at uh, ever, I don't know who the real chef is, is in this in this episode, it's uh, Olivia Coleman uh, but whoever the the chef is at ever, their job can't be. I just want to be the best chef and have the best restaurant in the world because that's just all about you they want to give the patrons of their restaurant the best experience they have ever had because that's where you find true yeah. fulfillment is by seeing the joy on other people's face so like when they later on in that in the evening when they go to the the couple who is the teacher and they tell them uh, Your meal's on us You don't owe us a thing And just yeah. the, the excitement That those right. people had Because Did you I, I don't know if you did any research Did you look up how much it cost To eat a meal at Ever No I did not It is $385 per person uh, Wow uh, so, this is a nearly $800 meal that these people wow. who have saved up for probably years right, right. to go to. And now, all of a sudden, they've been told, it's free. You don't have to worry about it. I mean, oh and so not only did they just get the time of their life going to this restaurant, yeah. they get the entire thing for free. And th- their night has been made even more. And, and Richie, is he is clocking all this. He understands, like, yeah. it's not about just giving people food. It's about yeah. It's about impacting their lives. And so yes. he, he sees that. He sees, you know, he sees what the – he also gets to learn, you know, just how can I take regular stuff because they're passing these notes where they're, like, trying to, like, listen to other people and they're trying to uh, – they're just trying to pay attention to what people say. The the part about the deep dish – uh yeah, I don't remember. Apparently, that restaurant is actually a relatively famous restaurant where they get the deep dish. It's supposed to be like one of the best deep okay. dish places in in Chicago. But like when he brings the deep dish back, uh, it's got these burnt edges around it. it like yeah. it's not the thing that you like. I was like, okay, they're going to just serve the box of the deep dish pizza to the people at the table. I was like, that seems yeah. kind of weird. But he sees that they basically go perform surgery on it, and like he he understands what they're doing. It was just so incredibly impactful just to watch him take all this and look. Does this happen pretty quick? Yeah, it does. I mean, it's a week yeah. long. It's probably but you've got you got to move the
1: you got to move the platform right. But just but this it, was his. This was his story. This was his hero yes. moment. This was his hero moment. And this he, was his Blade Runner. He's a Ridley Scott fan. He loves Blade Runner. Right.
0: Mentioned Blade Runner is his favorite movie. And this is his moment to, to be like in Blade Runner because he's having he's having all he's when he finally opens up himself to understand what it is that they do here. He he starts to buy in. You have this great moment where he is totally bought into what they're wanting to do. When he's going home, and he's he's just blaring Taylor Swift and, yeah. and singing crying, love, <laughs> love, love story. story. Uh, uh, it's just absolutely like, in that moment, I was crying
1: and laughing all at the same time. How uh, could you not love that? And also, the, the scene right before that where he gets to brain the pizza out and he's messing with those people. Yes, he's he like, was. you know, that old fashioned's not going to drink itself. It's like, are we going? Y'all want a party? You want me to get some duck, di- right? <laughs> <laughs> Coca out here. I was like, oh man, I, you
0: gotta love Cousin Richie. Yeah, and like I said, what what's, makes this episode like it's already great at this point because he yeah, understands yeah. what they're supposed to be doing, and he's kind of bought into what they're doing, but he still hasn't completely understood the whole reason why he's here because at mm-hmm. the end of towards the end of this he's he's going to Gary's like you know if you, if you only he's like if you if you got a place I'd love to stay here I'd love to uh, be here and he's trying to like get on with with ever yeah. So he still doesn't understand because he still thinks that that Carmi sent him there as a punishment. And Carmi sent him there yeah. and even calls him and talks to him and says, it didn't work. You thought you were punishing me, but it didn't work. And Carmi's just he's, – he's messing yeah. – he's dealing with something else in the background. And he's just – Carmi's just confused. Like, I don't, I don't get what you're saying. So he still has a little bit to go. He still has to understand why he was sent there to begin with. So that's when Olivia Colman comes in. Yeah. Uh, oh. I didn't. I had no idea this was coming. I had no idea, Uh, but so it's his last day there, and he doesn't have the same enthusiasm because he's sad about leaving. He's waking up late, uh, like he was at the beginning of of the week, and he's talking to Olivia Coleman, and she's just going on about this. And towards the end of their conversation, as she's peeling the mushrooms and showing him how to do it, you know, she says. Uh, I, you know, I know Carmi, and uh, he asked me to do this, and he's like, basically, yeah, I know he, he wanted to punish me or something. I don't remember exactly what how the conversation yeah. plays out, and he's like, she's like, no, he believes in you, and he she, he says, what? Well, yeah. He said, how do you know that? And she he kind of just, I assume he thought she was just saying that, right. and she says no because he told me, and that's when it fully yeah. clicked. He's like, Carmi sent me here yeah. because he saw something in me that I've never. He said seen you're in good mind. with people. Yeah, you're good with people and he saw that he, he saw something in in Richie that Richie has never even seen in himself.
1: Right. And then Chef uh, Terry played f- fabulously by the the great Olivia Coleman. is telling the story about her dad. He ended every every note with a certain saying. Yes. And Richie's like, "What was the saying?" And then he sees every second, second counts, counts. Mm-hmm. and it just clicks for him. Yeah, it does. It absolutely uh, clicks also, for him. Also, he saw the picture of Carmi and Luca.
0: Yeah, that's that was another thing. That's where they finally like go ahead to confirm that for us. But like every second counts. What's great about that moment is because it's a realization for 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 Richie that every second counts doesn't just mean about because they, they they have that on the signs at the at the restaurant as they're trying to get it opened. It's not just about they've got to take advantage of every second they have until it opens. It's about something bigger. It's about every second our life matters and we got to make the most of every life. Like I said, so that's right. a it's a realization for both Richie and for us that. Oh, there's something yeah. else to that saying uh, that we've been seeing throughout the course right. of the entire season. So, like I said, it's absolutely just a phenomenal episode. It's one of the best. Like I said, this it is. this two this two uh, this two punch epi- episode of six and seven together. I mean, it is one of the most like iconic two episode stretch I will right. ever see in television. I mean, it
1: really. I is. agree. And special shout out to uh, Sarah Ramos as Jessica. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought she was really good. And her and Richie they seemed look, to be mm, vibing. They did. They she had a said, vibing. you know, make sure you're not a stranger. So maybe we see her in season three. I, 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 I th- That would be great.
0: It would be. It would be, be absolutely fantastic if we did. So, like I said, just, a, just an absolute incredible episode. Uh, look, these next two episodes... Are good too. what we're to was well, three, it's three,
1: yeah. it's three. Well, oh, we'll, the, oh, yeah, eight, nine,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, eight, nine, and ten. We'll probably spend a little bit more time on ten, but episode nine, I'm sorry, eight, eight is bolognese. This is really about all the, this is about basically leading up to the fire suppression test because they have continuously yeah. failed the fire suppression test. And if they don't get up, op- if they don't get this thing passed, they can't open. And to add a little bit more intrigue and drama into it, Uncle Jimmy pulls sugar aside right before the test and basically says. Uh, If you don't do this, you're done. Uh, Basically, because uh, I don't know exactly what all he's talking about, but market valuations... uh, I
1: mean, uh, uh, interest rates are going up. Okay, so... uh,
0: And it's not going to sell for as much because the interest rates are going up or something along those lines. And so basically... If it's not going to work, he's got to sell the place now. So, yeah. uh, you got to make this work. And everybody's jobs are on the line. They just hired a whole bunch of people. So, like I said, this is kind of what everything's building up towards in, in Episode 8. And give uh, Neil Fack credit. they have He has been trying his best to figure this thing out the entire right. time. And he finally figures it out. But one of the th- great things about this episode is uh, Carmi is still wrestling with what is molly to him i mean he he still doesn't know and like he goes to fact at one point he's like is she my girlfriend (laughs) right right like he doesn't really understand and he doesn't really know what to call her uh and sydney like calls him out the fact that he doesn't call her his girlfriend it's a girl he does yeah like i said so really good stuff but they do pass the they pass the fire suppression test it's it's a great moment uh but nothing was nearly as memorable as we got in six or seven. But like, no, still, it's still right, a right. really good episode, though. Oh yeah. Uh, now, omelet episode nine. This is when they're getting ready to open the restaurant, and I was a little concerned about this episode because it's the penultimate episode, and you, yeah. it's called omelet. And my the first thing I thought of was the saying that. If you're going to make an omelet, you got to break some eggs, and then basically that okay. that saying means that things are going to get bad.
1: Basically, yeah. so I was a little worried. You, know, you also, if you want to make a omelet, you got to break some. You got to make some eggs from grapes, succession. succession. <laughs> I, I'm glad you remember that. because I, I didn't even think about that. I will never forget that saying.
0: <laughs> but uh, but omelet, they're basically just trying to get everything. Finalized for for the restaurant. And you still have Carmi and at least I think it was in this episode. Nine and ten run together from real life. So I mean it's the, distracted. Yeah. distracted, And there's some tension, there's still some tension between yeah. the two of them because of this. Uh
1: yes. and like Sydney But uh, they have a but then they have a really nice scene at the end of this where they're trying to fix the table. And and Carmi mentions how much Sid means to him. It's almost romantic. I was a little concerned that we were going to go down right. that road. We have it. I, I hope we don't. I don't think we are. I don't think we are. But they kind of. I kind of. There was some vibing going on.
0: Yeah, I, I, I might even just end up kind of talk about 9 and 10 together because they they do kind of run together for me. So if I yeah. end up talking about the last one, which is called the Bear, uh, when I say let's so let's just talk about them together. Um. So like so they're trying to get the restaurant opened, and there is that tension between the two of them because. Carmi basically mentions the uh the cannolis again. This is where he brings it up because Molly had brought up the cannolis to him. Claire. Claire, I'm sorry. I keep calling her Molly. Claire brought yeah. up the cannolis to him. And this is when Sydney's like, so she's deciding our menu now? She's the one who's yeah. So and like I said, it's it's a legitimate concern. It's a legitimate beef that she has with him. Uh but it's also it helps Carmi kind of work through all the issues that he's had. Uh so like I said there. It's really, really good. I love what Richie's doing in this, though. Evan back Moss is, like, just... He's coming to work with suits on. He's he's telling everybody... The suits make it feel good. And he's telling everybody, I I wear suits now. I wear suits now.
1: (laughs) I also love the scene where him and Sugar are hiring people. Mm -hmm. And he moved the the, the napkin the wrong way. And if this lady... Cared so much about service, she would have caught that. I was like, "Look at Richie." Yeah, I know.
0: Like I said, that's the first thing that makes him know that he that he can't hire this woman. So, uh, yeah.
1: if y'all notice a popping,
0: they're, they're shooting fireworks in my neighborhood now. So,
1: oh, <laughs> you can't oh hear boy. that too much. Uh, also, Richie's pep talk to the staff. Yes. It's an episode not. It is just beautiful. Just absolutely beautiful. And inspiring. It is. What's great about
0: this is Richie has taken everything that he learned when he was at Ever. He's taken everything that he has learned and made it his own because Garrett, obviously, every time that he dropped an F-bomb in, in Ever, he like, Language, watch your language. And like Richie's like, no, I can do all the same stuff, but I'm going to make it my own because he's still he's still cursing yeah. like a sailor yeah. when he's yeah. when he's at the bear. So, like I said, he's still he's still very much he's doing this job the way that he's, he's supposed still to, Richie. but he's still Richie, and that's what's so yeah. great about it.
1: Uh, I love what he was quoting, whatever that book, and even Carmi looked up like, "Who is this guy?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was just completely shocked by all of
0: it. Uh, but you mentioned the, the scene where Sydney and and Carmy have the nice moment together. And he gives her that uh, that that box that present, uh, and I looked this up. Uh, were you familiar with uh, Tom? I can't remember what the name of the the uh, person who is on that uh, that chef coat. No, no, no. All right, so I looked it up because I was like, this has to mean something. It's like I, I can't remember. Yeah. It's Tom something. I can't remember uh, what the name on the on the chef coat was, but. I was like, this obviously has to mean something because they're making a point to, like, show us the logo. They're making a point to, like, let us see this. So I was like, yeah. who, like, what's so sp- significant about this? This coat that he's giving her, this is like a $500 chef coat. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, so, like, and this is, like, the premier chef coat that is out there, like, the the, the red, Tom light, Brown. Tom Brown, thank human. you. Uh, so th- this Tom Brown chef coat is, like, it is, like. It says that I am chef. I mean, that's basically what it is saying to the world is that this is a top-notch premier chef. And for Carmen to give it to her is just like... It's like giving her the world basically at this point. So, yeah. and it's something that she needs because she's she was kind of starting to question this this idea of right. just if we're equal partners and all this type of stuff. So, it really solidifies her that they actually are. It was an important moment. Yeah. Uh,
1: I love Sydney's scene where she makes the omelet for sugar. Yes. Just how excited she is to make it. One, I don't usually use that much butter. That may have been holding <laughs> my eggs back for so long because that may be the secret. And just how excited she was to see Sugar's you know, reaction. Right. Like she had to watch her eat it. She had to see how excuse me, what she felt about it, how how she thought it was right. and just describing how good the omelet was to Carmen, man. I love that so much. You know, uh, Sydney, man, Io Etterberry is just so good in this role, and watching her, just so excited, man, it, it just kills every time.
0: Yeah, it really does. She the she's fantastic in this. Sugar, like I said, we've talked about this in the first five episodes. Yeah. Bringing her on full time is was, was a really smart decision by the people who who make this show. So, uh, but this leads us to the restaurant actually opening, and they've already got a problem because one of the one of the cooks that they have hired uh,
1: has gone missing, and we. <laughs> Josh, played by Alex Moffat, I was expecting him to have a bigger role because he was on Saturday Night Live. He is very funny. Now, granted, he has one scene where he's funny, but right. when they picked him up, I was like, there had to be some scenes of him being funny on the cutter. And
0: they floor. probably got him, yeah. That would be my guess. Uh, but he, they don't know where he is, so Carmy has to basically take his spot on on the on the on the cooking line. So he's got to kind of step into that role. Uh, but they later find out uh, that. Uh, Lionel Boyce's character Marcus finds him in the back uh, smoking crack. <laughs> so because it, it makes him faster, it makes him faster. Which yeah, probably yeah, that makes sense. Make well, they did
1: mention he was really good cutting vegetables earlier.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So uh, so he, so Marcus says, "I think you're fired, but I gotta go check." And yeah, they, they do fire. That was hilarious. Uh, but so so he's fired. So sucks to be him. But. Uh, like I said, so they've got these problems that are starting to, to crop up because this is friends and family night. Uh, they've uh, sugar has invited their mom, and we're still waiting for whether or not his his mom their mom is actually going to show up. And we, we have that great scene with Chris Wataski, I think is how you pronounce his name. Yes,
1: that's his name. Uh, so good as Pete.
0: Yeah, and this is look he gets his moment finally because he's kind of he been really this does. character as he gets craft on, but the moment that he has with uh, with sugar and Carmi's mom outside the restaurant. Is just so incredibly wonderful, uh, and it's you can see the pain because he knows he's about to have to go in and tell Sugar, and he can't yeah. tell her that she was there because it would just kill his mom. And look, his mom hasn't really done anything, her mom, their mom has not done anything really to deserve the kindness, but yeah, he's a kind person, so he wants to give that to her.
1: It also, man, Jamie Lee Curtis again just shows the pain, like she knows how terrible she's been, right and she can't tell them i'm sorry she can't tell them i love you and she doesn't deserve to see them succeed that's heartbreaking it is. that mm-hmm. is heartbreaking
0: it really is and you know it's it's it sucks to watch her go through that and you know it, uh, you know the the disappointment that she has that she's learning just now that her daughter's pregnant and that uh, uh-huh. her her daughter could didn't think that it was it would do well for anybody for her to go ahead and tell her that, uh, like I said, there's just so many emotions that are going through that. Uh, but what, what's so great about this episode, because you've got Richie who just continues to thrive. He's just continuing yeah. to just absolutely kill it is everything is going great out in the restaurant. Everything is going, yeah. you know, everybody's having fun. Uh, the food tastes great. People are loving it. You- I, I love
1: the scene of Richie and Sydney's dad. Yes, where mm-hmm. Richie and Sydney have had their issues. Yes, But he tells the dad how great she is, how much he means yes. to this restaurant. They couldn't make it without her. I love that scene. Yeah, and they it, bring all the all the pops he likes.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because like the first thing that we get with with Richie after he has gone to ever and he comes back and the first time we see him with sydney i mean like you can tell there's an immediate change yeah. in their relationship like he all of a sudden now understands everything because sydney has been hard on him the entire time right. and now he understands and he, yeah. he's like okay i'm i'm sorry I, I get it now i understand what you were trying to yeah. do he
1: even might have even said i get it to her he said it to somebody I, Yeah, that yeah he apologizes the sugar but he definitely has a, a a much needed respect for for her though
0: yeah and like i said the bringing out the sodas for uh for her dad was just again a a wonderful touch because that's that extra thing that he learned is like you know i'm going to find out all i can about the people who are about to visit my restaurant i'm going to give them the best experience that i possibly can uh but what's great is like i said everything's going on everything's going off great out in the restaurant but in the kitchen things are things are things are bad (laughs) i mean you've got uh you've got food coming out late things are getting cold there's there's uh rich uh not richie Carmi and sydney Have a confrontation where they really get at it after each other, and they do the "I'm sorry" sign uh, on on their chest to try to calm each other down. Uh, But Sydney and Marcus get into it. Sydney and Marcus get into it because Marcus for whatever reason decides this is the time i'm going to actually ask her out um, yeah. <laughs> like okay marcus you're a good guy but that that was dumb dude yeah, that was bad timing <laughs> yeah really bad timing uh so like i said there's a lot of chaos in the actual kitchen and i still want to know like there's like three people who just stand in the background i like
1: i don't well, know what people are supposed to be doing they, they've been there the whole time there's gary the guy who sweeps and cleans up right and then there's like angel They're the guys who like wash the dishes and wash the Angel and Manny. Yeah, they're like the, the the real prep guys. They're cleaning up and they're washing the the produce and stuff.
0: Yeah, cause I I can never like, but they're just there. They just stay there the entire yeah, yeah. time. I was like, every Whoa. once
1: like <laughs> every once in a while they'll have a uh, uh, like they'll say something, but it, you know it's not very often.
0: Yeah, I was like, why? Because they kept asking for hands. Like, why aren't those people going to get anything? So I like so, yeah. that's, that's probably one thing I never really understood about that uh, final episode. But uh, uh but like I so, said, things are obviously falling apart and in in the kitchen things are going poorly and Richie is now not Richie Carmi is now you know he's hearing Joel McHale's voice in his head from yeah. all the just horrible things that he said and that he said to him he's like you'll never be good at this you'll never get it you won't under, you, you have no hope of making it in this business so all this stuff is going through his head but he ends up he never took care of the the refrigerator and he ends up getting locked inside of it. And this is one of the things I think that's really important about the character of uh, of uh, Molly Gordon's character, Claire, because we talked about this in the first five episodes. I said that she's kind of—I don't think—I thought she did a really good job, but she's only important to us because of how we see her through through Carmy's eyes. And this is mm-hmm. where I think it's really important because there are times when. She, like, calls him, and he'll take the call, and he'll get distracted because of her. Right. And, you know, we don't see the opposite, and we don't see when Carmi calls her. Because there are probably times when he's calling her, and she's at her job. She She's an emergency room doctor. She's probably not, right. she, she's probably not picking up the phone to talk to him. No. So she right, understands right. how this type of stuff is supposed to work. Right. He doesn't. And so – you know, he doesn't understand, you know, I can, it's okay if I don't pick up the phone. You, right. You know, i you know, my wife, I'm, I'm a teacher. My wife will text me on occasion, like while I'm teaching class, I'm not picking up that phone to text her back. I mean, <laughs> right, right. I, I just can't do it because I'm in the middle of class and I've got yeah. 13 and 14 year olds. If I stop and do that, then all hell will break loose in my classroom. Right. So like <laughs> yeah. I said, you have to understand how these th- types of things work. And he doesn't, and like I said, so we're getting this, and he's he really starts. He feels like he's a failure. He's telling Tina how much he fails and how much he has failed him. But what he doesn't understand is, while he's in the the refrigerator, they're they're figuring it out. And he right. he didn't fail them. He didn't fail no. them.
1: He failed himself, he, is what the problem is. He failed himself, but he had prepared them for this. Mm-hmm. Exactly, like sending Richie to that uh, to that other restaurant is the reason this makes it. Right, because my man turns around the table, cranks up his Pearl Jam animal, that's right, and just goes to town. Got the five minutes going and maybe the best scene of the series
0: yeah it really was it was absolutely fantastic and when
1: he's leading things and you see Sydney's like oh he's good at this
0: yes he is good at this. and Tina is showing off her everything that she has learned yeah. and she's she's knocking stuff out of the park and
1: fact man's running stuff out he's running the the you know the other side it is so impressive to watch and like you said Carmen's like, I failed. You didn't. You prepared these people for this. You got Marcus where he could make desserts quickly and that good, you know?
0: Yeah, and he understands at this point, like I said, he doesn't understand that they have they have knocked it out of the park. But the only person that he has failed is that he has failed himself because he, doesn't, yeah, he, he yeah. still doesn't understand how he can be happy. He still doesn't understand how he can do both these things at the same time. And this is where you, you have the big moment where he's, like, expressing all this anger about – you know what is if this is what it costs to be happy? Where I'm ruining my restaurant, it's not worth it. And then Claire's actually the one out there listening. He's no longer Tina, right? Uh, so you have that awful moment. But you know, and Richie and Carmy, I'm sorry, Richie can still be Richie because they have this shouting match through each other. And I'm like, and but this time Richie is lighting into Carmy not because he's he yeah. is angry at him. Don't get me wrong, he is angry, but he tells him repeatedly, "I love you, man. I love you, man." Yeah. This is out of love because he's mad at him, not because of the fact that he locked himself in the refrigerator. He's mad at him because he, he still has not learned how to be a good chef and still be happy at the same
1: time. Richie is given the same ass chew that Garrett Gar- had yeah. given to him.
0: Yeah, and like I said, it's just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, it ends it ends on a kind of a a down note. I mean, there, there's no question about it because we don't know if if Carmy's going to be happy. We don't know where this is going to take him into season yeah. three. But you, you know, you feel it's one of these things. You feel really good about the restaurant. You feel like they got mm-hmm. a really good shot at this. But you still got Carmi, who, like I said, he's the only person who has not grown in this entire season. Yeah. And you just wonder where he's going to end up by the time we get into the next season.
1: I know it's going to be interesting to watch, and you know, and what does this do for Richie and? Uh, you know Carmy, because Carmy said some really mean
0: things to yes, he, did. Mm, he really did so like i said well uh, it'll be interesting but i think richie's in a spot where i think he's grown he enough up. he'll he'll yeah. he understand he just under i think he'll understand that carby's Carmy isn't where he needs to be Richie's. i think richie's yeah. gonna know i've made some improvements i've made some growth carmy still has, has make that same growth so right all right, uh, wow! So, <laughs>
1: that, know, man. that is uh, the second season of the Bear. <laughs> yeah. One last thing, poor Alex, former shortstop of the Cubs, Alex Gonzalez. Yes, oh, fantastic! Who takes like a you know gets blamed, takes some nice butt chewing and blame from <laughs> Uncle Jimmy <laughs> out of nowhere. Hey, let me let me say something about that scene real quick. So
0: when he started telling this thing, I was so I was like, "Yes, Uncle Jimmy, yes." Because I remember when I was watching that series between the Marlins and the Cubs, uh, I was single at the time. And the only thing I had to do was watch maybe if the World Series, were, uh, if the baseball players were on. I was going to be watching it. So every time I every time I thought back on on the Steve Bartman game, I was like. Yeah. Steve Bartman took so much crap that he should not have taken uh, because Alex yeah. Gonzalez is the one who started the whole thing. So, like I said, I was over. like, yes, Jimmy, yes, you are right, 100%. Yeah. Yes, man, I'm all for it. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I was loving that scene, so. uh All right,
1: anything else you want to talk about for dear awards? Uh, one last thing, music, phenomenal. Oh, phenomenal. phenomenal. Mm-hmm. The, per- the Pearl Jam Animal, and let me just quickly, that was what, at the end, pilot episode when when Carmi gets mad at Richie for telling him what to do, that song's playing when he acts up. And it's funny that that's the yes. song that they play when Richie takes over, when Carmi can't.
0: Yes. Uh, really good. The music was really good in this in this season as well. So, Alright, shall we do some awards? Let's do it. All right, here on the Main Attraction Podcast, whenever we wrap up a season of a television show, we like to give out six awards. They are all based on the six characters of Friends. At the top of our list is the Rachel, the star of the show. Who is your Rachel?
1: So, unfortunately, this is a hard one because there's so many characters, and we got to do some codes. So, I'm doing... Carmi, Jeremy Allen White, Richie, Evan Boss, and Sydney, Io Atterberry. Yeah, that's who you have to go with on this one. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because they are they are look, they're the leads. I mean, Car- yeah. uh, not Carmi Richie gets he kind of gets a little bit of a bump this season because he I yeah. would not have put him with those other two in the last season. This one I think he deserves, right. especially with those last yeah. five episodes. So uh the Joey, a character who you just love. He's not the best character, but he's just a character you just enjoy
1: watching. Who is your Joey? So I went with Marcus, as we've talked about, Lionel Boyce. Uh, I think Oliver Platt really was huge this season as Uncle Jimmy. He had a bigger part. And, you know, I'm going to say I love Molly Gordon as Claire i I. I was happy every time we saw her, so I put her as my Joey as well.
0: Okay, uh, I went with I went ahead and with just, just went with Lionel Boyce's Marcus, but I, I'm I'm fine with putting those other ones in there as well. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with you on that. So next is the Chandler, the person who led you, Ma- who made you laugh the most. Who's your Chandler?
1: Maddie Matheson is
0: Neil Fag. Yeah, yeah, that's easy.
1: <laughs> he was, and that guy's a chef. He's not even an actor. He's freaking fantastic. I didn't know that. And yeah, right. he's a chef. Oh, well, he's good for him. behind the
0: scenes. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, because he made me laugh every single time. He's great. He yeah. is
1: fantastic. Uh, next is the Phoebe, the oddball of the bunch here. You're going with Phoebe? I'm going with Abra because they just dropped the ball with him, I thought.
0: Yeah, his character just... It, it felt really out of place. Uh, it, it really did.
1: did. That's the only critique I could have of this season. Yeah, so uh, that's the best place to put him.
0: Uh, next is the Monica, just an, a character that's important in driving
1: the story forward. Who are you going with for your Monica? I went with Monica and—I'm sorry. Monica's the award. <laughs> I went with Sugar and Tina. I think they're just so— so needed so they're the driving force of a lot of plots and i love them both
0: yeah i I actually yeah i'll put them in there this is where i actually put will poulter just because i thought his character was so important in uh, Marx's development but i'll put them in there as well so uh your ross your least favorite character of the season I mean, it's got to be Uncle Lee, right? Yeah, I don't think it has to be. I mean, he's just awful. <laughs> <laughs> or Do- Uncle Lee and Donna. Let's put both Oh, in. yeah, put Donna in there, too. Yeah, that's a good idea. So, yeah, let's put her in there as well. So, All right. Here on the Main Traction Podcast, we have a five-tier rating system. At the top of our list is *The succession. Uh, beneath the succession is a loss. Middle of the road for us is Friends. Beneath the friends, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, beneath the friends is a full house, and bottom of the barrel for us is Baywatch. What are you going with? I'm assuming I know, but nevertheless, I'll let you say it anyway. <laughs>
1: Uh, let's just say Succession since yes. we've talked about this for two
0: hours. Yes, I know.
1: <laughs> and its I, I could talk for two more. I love this show so much. I can't wait to see what they do for Season 3. Bring it back quickly. Yeah. It, Quit it's gonna, playing around, FX.
0: Yeah, it's going to be... I, I'm hoping they kind of keep it on the yearly thing. So, I i, I want to yeah. see it. I'm with you. It's a Succession. It's its absolutely phenomenal. It's far better than what I was expecting. Like I said, I really enjoyed the, the first season, but I didn't enjoy it nearly as, as much as I love this one. So all right uh that wraps up our discussion of the second season of the bear uh before we sign off though got anything you're looking forward to
1: yeah uh the after party season two comes out july 12th so that's oh, soon. yeah that's right around the corner mm-hmm. right around the corner, i'm so looking forward to that and then also finally the wrestling show hills on stars is coming back season two okay. uh, end of end of this month july 28th really really good show on uh on stars about a southern wrestling territory <laughs> uh in, in today. But uh really good starring uh oh man, what's the guy's name from Green Arrow, the TV show? Uh, oh, I know oh, Steven Steven Stephen Ames? Something like that. Something I like that.
0: Keep talking about it. I'll look him up real quick. But uh Stephen Arnell. Okay.
1: Stephen Arnell from Arrow and Alexander Ludwig, most known from, I think the Hunger Games series is probably what he's most known for. But they're the stars and uh, it's really good. So it comes out at the end of the month. So I would recommend both of those. If you haven't watched Heels season one, uh, I would recommend it if you
0: got stars. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention are recommendations I forgot to mention. Uh, I did watch the first two episodes of Hijack on Apple TV+. Plus.
1: Oh, I want to watch that. It's good.
0: Uh, it's really, really good. I'm, 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 it's got Idris Elba in it. He's the yeah. one that everybody knows. It's really good. I would highly recommend it. I'm looking forward. I'll just say I'm looking forward to the rest of the episode since that's our, our looking forward section. Uh, but I'm also looking forward to having a chance to watch it yet. Uh, the third season, uh, the first half of the third season of The Witcher uh, released this past week. Okay. Uh, so I'm looking forward to checking it out. Uh really I like The Witcher. Uh the the
1: first season was good. Second season. Yeah, I have good. not watched that. It's I it's, need it's, to, it's I need really to. good.
0: It's 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 right it's right along the line. The first season is a little bit it's a it's a lot in the first season. I'll just say that. Uh, but the second season, uh, it's a little bit more streamlined. It's a little bit easier to follow. The first season is kind of is a bit of a difficult. uh, It's kind of difficult to follow along because they're doing some weird stuff in there. But the second season is a little bit more straightforward and it's a lot of fun. Uh, the third season, I've heard is good too. I just haven't got a chance to watch it yet. So, uh, but the other thing I'm looking forward to, uh, I, it came out this past weekend. I want to watch it. Just haven't had a chance to. My plan is to go see it this week. I know it's your plan as well. But The Dial yep. of Destiny, the new Indiana Jones yeah. film. Uh, Uh, Like I said, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm looking forward to it. So that would be mine. Uh, Anything else you want to add before we sign off? Uh,
1: No, Chef, but uh, we (laughs) appreciate everyone joining us, and we will talk to you next time. Uh, I would say
0: those same sentiments, and as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true.